0: So, welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 133. Today we are continuing in the book of Ecclesiastes and we're looking at this question Is life fair? Does, does the person who, work hard, who works hard always get what that person deserves? Or is life sometimes unfair? In Ecclesiastes 4, 5, and 6, Solomon has an answer from what he observes. But the Bible as a whole gives us a a mix of an answer. Sometimes life isn't fair. Psalm 125 talks about the fact that God is a just God. He will bring justice. And 2 Timothy 2 has the Apostle Paul explaining to Timothy his need to actually not be so concerned always about what's fair or not, but to think about how do you live your life? What kind of life do you want to live in the face of injustice in this earth? And so as we look at this episode today, I hope as we struggle with this question, you'll see the Bible's answer come through in the end in a way that does leave you with a satisfying answer, even though it's difficult. And so today we'll begin again with Ecclesiastes chapter 4. So I again considered all the oppression that continually occurs on the earth. This is what I saw. The oppressed were in tears, but no one was comforting them. No one delivers them from the power of their oppressors. So I considered those who are dead and gone more fortunate than those who are still alive. But better than both is the one who has not been born, and has not seen the evil things that are done on earth. Then I considered all the skillful work that is done. Surely it is nothing more than competition between one person and another. This also is profitless, like chasing the wind. The fool folds his hands and does no work, so he has nothing to eat but his own flesh. Better is one handful with some rest than two handfuls with of toil and chasing the wind. So I again considered another futile thing on earth, a man who is all alone with no companion. He has no children nor siblings, yet there is no end to all his toil, and he is never satisfied with riches. He laments, for whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is futile and a burdensome, burdensome task. Two people are better than one because they can keep more benefit from their labor. For if they fall, one will help his companion up. But pity the person who falls down and has no one to help him. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they can keep each other warm. But how can one person keep warm by himself? Although an assailant may overpower one person, two can withstand him. Moreover, a three-stranded cord is not quickly broken. A poor but wise youth is better than an old and foolish king who no longer knows how to receive advice. For he came out of prison to become a king, even though he had been poor in what would have become his kingdom. I considered all the living who walk on earth, as well as the successor who will arise in his place. There is no end to all the people, nor to the past generations, yet future generations will not rejoice in him. This also is profitless and like chasing the wind. Be careful what you do when you go to the temple of God. Draw near to listen rather than to offer a sacrifice like fools, for they do not realize that they are doing wrong. Do not be rash with your mouth or hasty in your heart to bring up a matter before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth, therefore let your words be few. Just as dreams come when there are many cares, so the rash vow of a fool occurs when there are many words. When you make a vow to God, do not delay in paying it, for God takes no pleasure in fools, pay what you vow. It is better for you not to vow than to vow and not pay it. Do not let your mouth cause you to sin, and do not tell the priest, It was a mistake. Why make God angry at you so that he would destroy the work of your hands? Just as there is futility in many dreams, so also in many words. Therefore fear God. If you see the extortion of the poor, or the perversion of justice and fairness in the government, do not be astonished by the matter. For the high official is watched by a higher official, and there are higher ones over them. The produce of the land is seized by all of them. Even the king is served by the fields. The one who loves money will never be satisfied with money. He who loves wealth will never be satisfied with his income. This also is futile. When someone's prosperity increases, those who consume it also increase. So that it does. So what does its owner gain except that he gets to see it with his eyes? The sleep of the laborer is pleasant whether he eats little or much, but the wealth of the rich will not allow him to sleep. Here is a misfortune on earth that I have seen, wealth hoarded by its owner to his own misery. Then that wealth was lost through bad luck. Although he fathered a son, he has nothing left to give him. Just as he came forth from his mother's womb, naked he will return as he came, and he will take nothing in his hand that he may carry away from his toil. This is another misfortune, Just as he came, so will he go. What did he gain from toiling for the wind? Surely he ate in darkness every day of his life, and he suffered greatly with sickness and anger. I have seen personally what is only beneficial and appropriate course of action for people, to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all their hard work on earth during the few days of their life that God has given them, for this is their reward. To every man whom God has given wealth and possessions, he has also given him the ability to eat from them, to receive his reward, and to find enjoyment in his toil. These things are a gift from God. For he does not think much about the fleeting days of his life because God keeps him preoccupied with the joy he derives from his activity. Here is another misfortune that I have seen on earth, and it weighs heavily upon on people. God gives a, rich, a man riches, prosperity, and wealth, so that he lacks nothing that his heart desires, Yet God does not enable him to enjoy the fruit of his labor. Instead, someone else enjoys it. This is fruitless and a grave misfortune. Even if a man fathers a hundred children and lives many years, even if he lives a long, long time but cannot enjoy his prosperity, even if he were to live forever, I would say, a stillborn child is better off than he is. Though the stillborn child came into the world for no reason and departed into the darkness, though its name is shrouded in darkness, though it never saw the light of day nor knew anything, yet it has more rest than that man, if he should live a thousand years twice, yet does not enjoy his prosperity. For both of them die. All man's labor is for nothing more than to fill his stomach, yet his appetite is never satisfied. So what advantage does a wise man have over a fool, and what advantage does a pauper gain by knowing how to survive? It is better to be content with what the eyes can see than for one's heart to always crave more. This continual longing is futile, like chasing the wind. Whatever has happened was foreordained, and what happens to a person was also foreknown. It is, also, it is useless for him to argue with God about his fate because God is more powerful than he is. The more one argues with words, the less he accomplishes. How does that benefit him? For, one who, for no one knows what is best for a person during his life, during the few days of his fleeting life, for they pass away like a shadow. Nor can anyone tell him what the future will hold for him on earth. We'll leave it there for today and pick it up again in the next episode. And again, uh, Solomon raising all these difficult questions about, about life. Is life fair? How is this fair? How is that fair? He does admit that God does have answers, but God doesn't always give those answers. And so we see this frustration in his life when he's struggling to think that he needs to figure it all out and see how it all works, and yet he realizes he can't. And that struggle is a struggle that continues on in all of our lives to some degree. But now we're going to move to Psalm 125, which is a psalm that is saying that you can trust God to bring ultimate justice, that He is the God that you can count on, so that even if you don't get justice in this life or in the ways that you are dealing with things now, there will be a day because God is a God who is a God of justice. Psalm 125, A Song of Ascents Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved and will endure forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people now and forevermore. Indeed, the scepter of a wicked king will not settle upon the allotted land of the godly. Otherwise the godly might do what is wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good to the morally upright. As for those who are bent on traveling a sinful path, may the Lord remove them along with those who, have behave, who behave wickedly. May Israel experience peace. And then we'll conclude today as well from Second Timothy chapter 2 where the Apostle Paul continues his instructions to Timothy and does so in a way that shows him what really life is meant to be and how he ought to, what he ought to pursue in life. And we'll see that in this passage today. 2 Timothy 2. So you, my child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful people who will be competent to teach others as well. Take your share of suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one in military service gets entangled in matters of everyday life. Otherwise, he will not please the one who recruited him. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he will not be crowned as the winner unless he competes according to the rules. The farmer who works hard ought to have the first share of the crops. Think about what I am saying and the Lord will give you understanding of all this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David, such is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship to the point of imprisonment as a criminal, but God's message is not imprisoned. So I endure all things for the sake of those chosen by God, that they too may obtain salvation in Christ Jesus and its eternal glory. This saying is trustworthy. If we die with him, died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, since he cannot deny himself. Remind people of these things and solemnly charge them before the Lord not to wrangle over words. This is of no benefit, it just brings ruin on those who listen. Make every effort to present yourself before God as a proven worker who does not need to be ashamed, teaching the message of truth accurately. But avoid profane chatter, because those occupied with it will stray further and further into ungodliness, and their message will spread its infection like gangrene. Hymenaeus and Philetus are in this group. They have strayed away from the truth by saying that the resurrection has already occurred and they are undermining some people's faith. However, God's solid foundation remains standing, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from evil. Now in a wealthy home, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also ones made of wood and of clay and some are for honorable use, but others for a noble use. So if someone... Cleanses himself of such behavior, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart, useful for the master, prepared for every good work. But keep away from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faithfulness, love, and peace in company with others who call on the Lord from a pure heart. But reject foolish and ignorant controversies because you know they breed infighting. And the Lord's slave must not engage in heated disputes but be kind toward all an apt teacher, patient, correcting opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will grant them repentance and then knowledge of the truth, and they will come to their senses and escape the devil's trap where they are held captive to do his will. I really uh, think that's a challenging phrase there partway back where Paul says, keep away from youthful passions, don't pursue all the things of this world, uh, as Ecclesiastes talks about, because they're fleeting, they're going to be empty. And instead, he says, what do you pursue? Pursue righteousness, faithfulness, love, and peace. And do so with others who pursue the same. And that can only happen when we are united to Jesus by faith. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the NET Bible, http://netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.